Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Former Blues defenseman and NHL superstar Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by my favorite guy, Joey Vitale. He's a Blues analyst for 101 ESPN, and he joins us each and every week here on Rivers and BK. Joey, how you doing today, my friend? <laughs> Riv, what are you paying BK to intro you like that? I mean, listen, it's fine when he says former Blue defenseman. You can get away with that. But okay, hold on. Superstar? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Joey, but here's where I go with it. I, and I came in today and I had a little bit of a bone to pick with the world at that point. Is we run an ad on here. It's a great ad. It's a great cause. But there's a certain current NHL player that before they he goes through the ad read, they say NHL superstar so-and-so. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know this guy, and he's not a super. If he's a superstar, then I am classified as a superstar. So I was like, you know what? If that's the, if that's the measuring stick, this is what I want from now on. I will be introduced as a former NHL superstar. Joey, did you see what Jamie Rivers did in the ninety nine two thousand season? I, I, you know what? No, I think I was just uh, hitting pre-puberty at that age, so I wasn't following the Blues all that well. He he was with the Islanders at that point. He had one goal and 16 assists. Just a playmaker. I mean, what more could you ask for? All right, well, if Riz is a superstar, then next week you better intro me as former Penguin superstar Joe Vitale. We got, we got to keep this thing even across the board. I'm I can okay do that. that I'd be happy to do that for you, Joe. Guys, not to jump you know, like, in on... Sorry, not to jump in on this. I I just want to say, we used to label Joe Vitale as the guy who was traded straight up for Pavel Datsuk. That's true, too. That was a big trade. I mean, Datsuk had some great seasons after that, too. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to say that, but it, it is true. It is true. So, Joey, earlier this morning, I got a text from our mutual friend Alex Ferrario as he was coming into the studio, and he says basically, "Hey guys, uh, might be a little bit late. Just had a flat on the side of the road." Now, oh, Joey, yeah. when that happens that to you, <laughs> yeah, I, I used that one in eighth grade. So, when that happens to you, Joey Vitale, what do you do? What's the initial reaction? What do, what do, what is what is Joey Vitale doing whenever you get a flat tire? 
Uh, when I get a flat tire, usually I call my dad still. You know what I mean? Now, I know how to change a flat, but my dad, he's, he's Mr. Fix-It, and he is like, he, he was never an Eagle Scout, but he's like just super prepared. I'll never forget getting a flat on a country road about seven or eight years ago, and he shows up. He goes, here, put this on. It's like this yellow like, like neon vest with like flashers. He starts taking out, what are those things called where you, you spark them? Uh, not Roman candles, but uh, flare. He gets like six flares out of the back of his truck. He starts lighting these flares, and he starts stabbing them into the asphalt. I didn't even know flares had like a, a nail on the other end, but he's stabbing them into the tar to basically direct traffic around us. Uh, so he, he is Mr. Safety. Uh, it's funny you bring up the flat tire thing, but uh, when I was a senior at CBC, two of my buddies, this is a true story, they overslept. They overslept for the final exam, right? They both come running in late. Like, hey, Mr. So-and-so, we're so sorry. We, we, we uh, carpool, we, we flat tire. Said, okay, no problem at all, no problem at all. We'll make it up after school. So I swear to God, the teacher says, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. He takes both students at the end of the school day. He lets them make it up. He puts them on different classrooms, different classrooms, right? And the, and the exam was one question. Which tire was it? Oh, my God. Wow. Holy cow. Isn't that brilliant? Of course, they got it wrong because they're a bunch of knuckleheads, (laughs) and uh, they both ended up failing. But, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Oh, my God. That teacher was a former FBI agent, That's incredible. (laughs) Now, Joey, was it actually friends of yours, or is that just the old thing? Like, hey, I have a friend at one time. Is this a Joey Vitale story we're talking about here? You know, I, I honestly, I didn't have too many friends in high school. Uh, I, I, didn't have, I, I didn't have a lot of memories in high school. People were always like, people can't believe, you know, St. Louis is a, such a big high school town. A lot of my buddies still keep in such good contact with high school friends. But I, I, I never really had that because, you know, you know how it is, Riz. Like, growing up, we just, I was gone every weekend. Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota, camps, tournaments. They were everywhere. No one came to St. Louis to play. We had to go everywhere. I was traveling all the time. And I'd always show up on Monday morning just extremely jealous all the cool partying and keg stories that I just missed out on. I just, I didn't have a social life. Yeah, you know, that was the number one thing, and I tell my boys that, and I, I, when I tell, I guess when I tell my life story to my boys when they ask questions, I'm like, high school was a blink for me because I was playing, you know, I left from, I left home, 15 years old, went off, played junior hockey, was away from home, um, you know, and, and you didn't get to go to those parties, you didn't get to go to the dances, the proms, and all this kind of stuff. Hey, look, you miss a whole bunch, you sacrifice a lot along the way in the journey to try and get to the NHL, so uh, I always tell my boys, and my kids says, stop and smell the roses every now and then and try to take in every moment because it's going to be gone quickly. You're exactly right, man. And I, I literally went to one dance in high school. It was my freshman homecoming. Her, the name the girl was Jackie. She was a sweetheart. I have one dance picture, and my brother still pulled out and laughed at me every now and then. I had the worst acne. I had braces. I did the rainbow color braces. I never know why. I, why, do, why do people go different colors? I had braces. I had a bald head. I was loaded up with acne. I was like 40 pounds overweight. Uh, that, that is one picture. We all had that one picture, guys. That's the one picture that cannot seat me. That's incredible. We've all been there. We have to see that picture now, Joe. We don't have to put it out there for the public, but you have to send me that picture just for point of reference on this one. 
I'm going to send it to you guys. Uh, the, the boys in the locker room got a hold of it, and they were just roasting me. And, and Rivers, you know this better than anyone. Uh, talk about building character. I always tell people, you know, they ask, were you ever stressed? Were you ever nervous for games? The only time I was ever nervous, I think for any hockey player, I'll tell you the same thing. Hockey players, the only time you're ever really nervous is the day after you get a haircut and you enter the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> or br- or buy a brand new suit and you think it's awesome oh. and you want to walk in. Yeah. Like, I mean, talk about getting a haircut and the next day. I'm like, God, I'm try to wear a hat. But it's amazing. Those veterans, even though you got a hat on, they sniff it out. What's going on? What's going on underneath your hat? I'm like, oh, nothing, Pascal. It's just, it's just hair. He goes, let me see. And he's like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Come here. Check it out. Look at Toby. He got he to tighten up. And I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Joey, what they do to you? Did you get on sale? Like, they just roast you. We're talking with Joey Vitale, a blues analyst for 101 ESPN. You can hear him on This Week in Hockey with Joey, Alex, and Curbs each and every Tuesday from 6 to 7 o'clock. All right, Joey, uh, there was some news this morning, some real legitimate NHL news. It sounds like Phase 3 is going to begin on July 10th. That's when all of the teams can start their training camps. Uh, what do you think about this? It sounds like hockey's coming back, and we're going to be able to get these training camps started here pretty soon. Yeah, I think so. Again, it's it steps in the right direction, guys. Uh, July 10th seems to be the date now of when they're going to start this camp. Um, phase one, two, and three, to me, um, they look all really good on paper. And I think they're kind of relatively painless. And I don't, I don't mean, mean to say that out of disrespect to the league and what the players union have done because they've done a lot. But one, two, and three, pretty straightforward. Um, phase four is going to be the tricky one. This is going to be the hardest one as far as the negotiations and trying to figure out how this is going to work, where is it going to work, what does it look like when it is going to work. So this is where the negotiations are really going to kind of really intensify between the players. And, again, we mentioned this last week, and this is all I've really heard from all the players I've talked to around the league, is their biggest concern right now is what does this mean personally for them and their family. Um, Let's say, for example, we do a hub in Edmonton, which I've heard is actually getting a lot of buzz right now. I I think the league would love to save some money with the exchange rate for going to Canada. So let's say Edmonton works out well. Well, what does that mean for Tyler Bozak and his wife and his children? Ryan O'Reilly just had a baby. Are they allowed to come? Are they allowed supposed to quarantine by themselves? Or if there's a family emergency? Or if someone needs to leave that hub city, are they allowed to come back and play? Um, testing. Players like, well, if I get tested every single day, what if, what if I test positive, but I feel great? Am I allowed to play? I sit out for 14 days. What if you play in the Stanley Cup final and we're playing the Washington Capitals and Ryan O'Reilly test positive for the COVID, but he feels like a machine. It's game seven. Does he have to sit out? Those are all the kind of questions that um, are very, very hard to answer. And this is where the negotiations are really going to kind of uh, dictate uh, the pace of what this is going to move in uh, to understand what this bubble is going to look like. Joey, how hard do you think it's going to be for the players when they come back? And You know, look, I, I try to imagine in my head what it would be like playing in a Stanley Cup final in a Game 7, and there's no fans around. And I just have a hard time envisioning how that would go, and I don't know how you feel about it, but I think for the first handful of games, it's going to feel for the guys like they're out there playing like pickup hockey or beer league hockey. I'm just wondering how much that's going to impact certain teams. Jamie, I think it's gonna. I think it's, it's a good question. I think it's gonna affect teams in that first game, and and I'm, I'll never forget. The, I think it was a 2013 lockout where we were skating in Pittsburgh, seven eight of us guys for months, 
January, I remember James Neal, uh, who's now playing with the Calgary, excuse me, the Edmonton Oilers. Um, he shows up after being gone for six months. It sounds like the league maybe finds something. So a lot of players start filtering town. We had a skate just like normal. And James Neal, literally on that first shift, was like four seconds. He finishes Brooks Orpic in the corner. And we were all hooting, hollering, laughing on the bench. But everyone's game, boom, they like skyrocketed. I'll never forget that moment. Like, hey, let, let, let's get going here. Let's get going. So I think to answer your question, why I bring that story up, I think a lot of teams are going to, hey, let's kind of feel this thing out in this first game. But I'm telling you right now, as soon as, as, soon as someone gets smacked in the mouth or punched in the nose, or as soon as there's some any kind of like, um, I guess just any kind of altercation in the corner or someone blocking a shot. To me, every player at that moment, it's just going to click on like a light switch. They're going to be like, let's go. These are competitive guys. It, it's in their DNA. They wouldn't be in this position if they weren't competitive. This is not going to be a summer skate. This is going to be some really good hockey. I got a really good feeling about the intensity of this hockey. Now, it's going to lose a lot of luster because there's no fans in the building. It's going to lose a lot of energy, of course. But from a from a hockey Perspective. I'm telling you right now, these guys are excited. They're ready to go. People are asking, what's July 10th camp going to be look like? Well, I, I don't know for those guys, but if it were for me, I hated camp. I hated training camp because you start in September. It's four weeks of a grind. You got like eight preseason games where you basically get your, your bell rung uh, every single day. And then you got a whole season to look forward to. This is completely different. These guys are starting on July 10th. There's no exhibition games. They're going to they're warm up for basically two weeks. And then you're telling me we're going right into the Stanley Cup playoffs? Like, I'd be, I'd be happier than a dog with two dinghies, if you're asking me, honestly. <laughs> Why does I, for these guys, they're going to be all jacked up and ready to go. <laughs> Joey, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you. The absolute best. <laughs> all right, boys. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. That's Joey Vitale, Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. We'll talk with you next week, Joey. He's, He's gone. gone. He was done with you, BK. <laughs> he was a dog with two dinghies. He's out of there. Thank you for that drop, too, Joe. Like, just thank you for that, because I will use that in every broadcast he for the rest of his life. There. Of course he did. That's why he did a mic drop right after yeah. that. He was like, yeah, <laughs> see you later, boys. <laughs> I'm out. Tip your waitress. Just nailed the landing. He did. Just, just stuck the landing perfectly. So I always impressive. enjoy our conversation with Joey Vitale.